We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. What's up, y'all? So before Rob kind of joins, I'll just kind of fill in, just talk to y'all, answer any questions y'all got. You know what I'm saying? And then once Rob gets in here, we'll just have a full-on discussion about the press conference. Did all y'all watch the uh, press conference? Hopefully I can get on the rock with you. Heck yeah. We just got to, you know, we just got to coordinate it. But I, I have, like, the reason why I hit you up about coming on, Ayla, I got a plan. I got a plan in mind, so I'll begin with you about that. Drew Brees with Lamar's legs. It's Mac. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't know. I know my re- uh, initial reactions, and again, I'll wait until Rob joins to give my initial thoughts, my initial reactions on all that. kind of tweet out a thought I had, but... I mean, ultimately, we're gonna see. There's a lot to a lot to unpack from that. I will say this: Kyle Shanahan definitely isn't too fond of Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't want to say that he hates Jimmy Garoppolo, but <laughs> I don't want to go that far. I've seen a lot of people be like, "Man, Kyle Shanahan hates Jimmy Garoppolo." Um, I don't want to go that far, but he's definitely done with Jimmy. And when I say done, like you know, it's like, bro, it is what it is. You know, you've been hurt two out of three years. I can't win with you. Can't do it. Won't do it. So, I mean, that's on that's on Jimmy. You got to stay healthy. 
And I, I, okay, so I say it's on Jimmy, but I'm not going to put it all on Jimmy. I, I'll say this. Injuries, there's some sort, there's some like kind of bad luck to it. And Jimmy has definitely dealt with a lot of bad luck when it comes to, to, to the injuries. But at the end of the day, just like Kyle Shanahan's record, right? Like Kyle Shanahan's record, he's, you know, he's had three losing seasons in four years. And then it's unfortunate. It's a lot of bad luck with it. Jimmy caused a lot of it, but it kind of is what it is. That's the same thing with Jimmy Garoppolo and his injury, you know, issues that he's had, you know, a lot of his bad luck, you know. I'm pretty sure he done lowered his shoulder on people plenty of times. And then one time he goes lower his shoulder and his leg just gives out. Like it wasn't even the hit that caused the torn ACL. It was like however he planted to try to run through a guy. He tore his ACL before he even made contact with the defender. I want to say it was Steve Nelson. So that's a lot of bad luck. And then you see how he got injured against the Jets, and that kind of ruined the season, right? You had the high ankle sprain where somebody just slapped his ankle. Like, how do you slap your ankle and have a high ankle sprain? And that kind of really ruined him for the whole year. So there's a lot of bad luck with that with Jimmy Garoppolo, but at the end of the day, it is what it is. Two out of three seasons, he was hurt. And you can't win with that. And you can tell that Kyle Shanahan, he's definitely not, you know, it's like, bro, it is what it is. So I don't think I've seen a lot of people on Twitter saying Kyle Shanahan definitely hates Jimmy G. <laughs> I won't go that far, but I'm pretty sure he's looking at it like, bro, if you're healthy, I'm better and we're not in this position. Unfortunately, you haven't been healthy and it is what it is. All right. So I'm about to bring on Rob now. Rob just joined. Make sure you guys subscribe. Hit the like button, all that good stuff. Subscribe. Crop Talk TV. Hit that subscribe button. I'm gonna know. I'll be checking all the analytics. All right. Make sure you guys subscribe. Hit that button. And um make sure you guys hit the like button. I think it helps with all the algorithms and everything. All right, but join me now. I got my guy. Rob Louder. Robertito. What's up, man? <laughs> What's up? Hey, can you can you hear and see me okay? Is everything all right? Yeah, no, you're good. Okay, because I literally just had my iPhone turned sideways, and I just set it on my computer, and I wasn't sure how much how the quality was going to be. So, now you're good, uh, and I mean, you got nice little baseball swag going on. You got the shades on top of the hat. Thank I see you. It's on top of the bill. It's baseball season. I got to. I got yeah, to. Baseball is a whole different swag. <laughs> hey, you know, listen. I t- I tell people like baseball. I think they might have a coat of uh, field swag. Maybe they out there. They they kind of invented the chains. Like on the field, like actually playing. They'll do, the, they'll do the backwards glasses, you know, and like oh, yeah. with the hat on, and and like what's funny about like, like yeah, it's it's full on, like it's way more like very specific than football swag. Like I feel like that with football swag, there's a lot of ways to do it, and it'll still look good. But like with baseball, yeah. it's like there's like very specific, like yep, that's a baseball player. You know what I mean? Like it's kind of it's kind of funny to watch. But uh, I suppose we don't want to talk about baseball right now. Huh? We don't want to talk about baseball. I know we don't have you that long. Um, we don't have me that long. I got to get ready for my daughter's softball pictures. Her mom's out of state, so I got to get her ready to do her hair and all that good stuff. Girl dad. <laughs> um, hashtag girl dad. But anyways, so we're on here. We got over 100 people in here right now. Make sure you guys subscribe to the YouTube channel. All right. But we're here to talk about the pre-draft press conference and kind of talk about, like, how that whole thing went and some of the vibes you got. All right. So from the jump, one of the first things that kind of – kicked off the whole thing was uh, John Lynch, you know, basically saying, listen, like, you know, the, 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 the draft is my baby. But when it comes to quarterbacks, like, I'd be foolish not to defer to my, my head coach, who is an offensive-minded guy and calls the, calls the plays. What were your initial thoughts when you first heard that? 
I mean, that's always what we what we what both you and I assumed, you know, right? Yeah. Like whether he's right or wrong, and, and we'll see that years down the line. You really can't. Nobody nobody can tell Kyle Shanahan what quarterback he wants, and, and that may be that could be his undoing in like a you know a, an alternate reality that we'll see. But it, as for now, when when you have one of the hottest offensive coordinators in the league, and he's going to have a very very passionate and specific opinion about who he should have at quarterback. And there's nobody else in that building that has any sort of a resume that could challenge him. Like, you might be able to – you can have a conversation with Kyle. You can have an opinion with Kyle. But in the end, the pick is going to come down to Kyle, and that's just the way it is. And 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 that comes with with his territory. So that's that's what I always assumed. Do you think that there's any type of, like – Hey, if this don't go right, listen, I gave my opinion. He wanted to go in this different direction. We came to the decision together, but at the end of the day, like, that's what he chose. So it's like, this ain't on me because this <laughs> goes wrong with this guy. Do you think there's anything, like, with that? Because it almost, it's almost like he made it clear that he didn't, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, I'm making it clear this is his decision, not mine. Uh, Yeah. They're, yeah, hell yeah, that's going on. Like, and that, and that's, it. but on, at the same time, I don't think anybody needs to say that. It's not like John Lynch needs to sneak into Jed York's office and be like, "Hey, man, I just want you to know that the, this is kind of what I want to do." But Kyle likes this guy, and it's his choice, so don't blame me. You know, like <laughs> I think that's all kind of like it. It goes unsaid. Everybody knows that this is going to be Kyle's pick, and and I feel like just by the way John Lynch talked about it, he said that. They haven't really it, – it, he sounded genuine when he said they haven't really had any passionate, like, disagreements. Like, like nobody's, like, really butting heads throughout the process. It, it sounded like that seemed genuine. But at the same time, he also said that um, differing opinions are a good thing within those types of environments. Like, he, he said, we don't need any yes men. We don't need guys that are just going to – everybody's going to agree with each other and it's groupthink and we're all good and everything's happy. You know, he said they encouraged and, – and that's the way it should be. He said they encourage people to disagree. That being said, I didn't get the – just from his vibe in that moment, I didn't get the opinion that they had been butting heads. Um, but at the same time, like how – there's some conversations there, but I, I wonder how much how, how much people in that building would feel comfortable disagreeing with Kyle on something that's so obviously up to him. You hope they would. You'd hope right. they, they would offer their opinion and be passionate about it. Because that's always been one of the coolest things I've heard about draft processes. There's, like, literally times where guys get to stand up in front of the room and say, look, this is my guy. This is why I love him. This is why I think he should be the pick here. And the team going with, like, that regional scout's guy is considered, like, a huge thing. You know, it's, it's like a big deal that somebody you scouted and bounced for gets drafted by that team. And do I think that guys probably stood up and did that with the quarterbacks? Yeah, absolutely. But in the end, it, it's – Everybody knows whose decision that is, and, and it's their job to say, got it, once, once it's been made. Yeah. What, what did you think about, like, the whole <laughs> – his response to Jimmy Garoppolo and if he'll be on the team come Sunday, <laughs> just like – and I know Kyle can be an asshole. Like, we know that, you know. That and I feel true. like <laughs> his vibe the whole time, and I'll kind of get into that, but, like, he was very much so in, like, defense mode. Like, he was oh, a little defensive. Fuck. I would say, no. I mean, um, yeah. When it came to Jimmy Garoppolo, though, like that was his response. So, like, if you'd say, you know, 
what percentage of chance do you give Jimmy Garoppolo that he's gone come Sunday? <laughs> One, zero, zero. I 100% think he's out of there, huh? He's gone. And, I mean, <laughs> I even tweeted after that. I was like, the 49ers don't know who they're going to pick at third overall because they don't know he's, who's going to be alive on Thursday. Like, it's just like, it's such, <laughs> a, it's such a condescending, borderline asshole answer. Like, nobody needed to hear it. Like, of course, sure, whatever. It, it, nobody in, that, in those conversations seemed in any way, if anything – they almost, to me, stepped over a line and entered towards that, how the Rams were treating Jared Goff territory. Yeah. Like, we were saying was, before, though, remember, we were saying that they were doing a good job of yeah, not, right. like, you know, they were they were still kind of being, they were saying it, right? They were giving these hints about basically, like, look, we're, we are not happy with where we are with Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, they were saying it, but they were saying it in a way to where it still leaves hope for people or hope for them, like, to if they couldn't move Jimmy Garoppolo, right? So it was never like they just came out and was like, hey, we don't want him here. It always was kind of this cold language of, well, you know, if we can improve from him, we will. You know, that's going to be tough, but, you know, we'll see if we're able to do something like that. You know, but, you know, as of right now, he's our guy. And there was a whole lot of that. And now I think they're just to the point where it's like, man, we got a number three overall pick. Who gives a fuck how Jimmy feels? (laughs) Like, we're good, like. We don't need you. You know what I'm saying? So now they're way more open uh, to the possibility of him, you know, just moving. And and that's what I took from, from those comments. Well, and it, it, as as weird as this is to say, like, especially if the 49ers are drafting Mac Jones, what the hell do you need Jimmy Garoppolo for? Like, it, they're just so, like, you're like, hey, we got two of the same guy. And it's like the right. pointing at each other. Like, we don't we don't need this guy. And, and I, so I don't, I don't know if that means anything to do with the pick. But – and no matter what, I, as time went on, I kind of started to, to stray towards the idea that Jimmy Garoppolo wasn't going to be around anymore. And, and I kind of was under the assumption that he'd get traded either. There's two ways that I – there's two, like, key times where I think he's going to get traded. Either it's right before the first round – right around the first round of the draft before. Because if, if that's the case, if it's announced then, that means the 49ers who probably took a second-round pick for him or maybe a little less might want to use that stuff to trade trade up into the first round. And obviously, so everybody has to know about it, and they have to have those picks before the draft starts. And then two, it happens right after the first round. The 49ers have gotten their quarterback, and then they need those picks before day three because I'm assuming it'll be something on day three. And, you know, they want want to work with it. So Now, there's one thing, though, that can kind of screw this whole thing up. Remember, Jimmy Garoppolo does have a no-trade clause. So they try to trade him – in the moment during the draft and, you know, the compensation, you know, whatever. And Jimmy's like, hell no. Nah. Like, <laughs> I ain't going over there. Like, then what do you do? Because at that point, it's just like, well, we can cut you, but now we don't get any draft capital for you. So right. that is one thing that can kind of throw off that, that whole situation. I think, if, I think if Jimmy wants his money, he'll he'll probably agree to a lot of places. You know, because, That's what I would assume. Yeah. Well, and the other thing I'm kind of ignoring is he could get traded for future picks which may not make it so. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. 
Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Pressing in the moment, you know, like it may not be need to be announced during those first couple days, but usually that's, I mean, that's just when I think of it happening. When did the 49ers trade like Trent Brown? Like that was like out was right after. I, I want to say, was it by the time we woke up the next day? Right. He was right. gone. That's what I think. Um, so I assume it would be something like that. What did George Kittle tweet? Somebody in the comments said, look at Kittle's tweet he just sent. So that's something to kind of. I got my computer right here. Yeah, look into. But aside from that, um, and we'll kind of get into George Kittle's tweet and maybe his reaction I to. I can look at the. Let me see about replies because he hasn't tweeted. Striking Gold is sponsored by BetterHelp. Is there something interfering with your happiness or is preventing you from achieving your goals? Is what the 49ers going to do with the third overall pick stressing you out? Or maybe it's something a little more personal. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 48 hours. It's not a crisis line. It's not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. There's a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in many areas. The service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses, plus you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions so you won't ever have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room as with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they can make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. It's more affordable than traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. Visit their website and read their testimonials that are posted daily. Visit BetterHelp.com slash gold. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, and join the over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. In fact, so many people have been using BetterHelp that they are recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. Special offer for Striking Gold listeners. Get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash gold. That's BetterHelp.com slash G-O-L-D. Oh, he just wrote, I'll call you on Sunday and let you know I'm alive, coach. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, funny. Well, George Kittle has a good sense of humor. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he's handling this situation <laughs> great. So aside from that, 
what vibe overall did you get? At least, like, you know, do you feel like the organization is leaning one way or another when it comes to these, you know, quarterback prospects? Um, Like you mentioned earlier, a little defensive. Uh, I don't want to read too much into that because, I mean, and I – Kyle can be an asshole. Like, he's known to kind of be an asshole regardless of the situation. Like, he has always been really straightforward. With this one, it did seem a little more on the defense side of – and, again, I could be looking at it that way just because – there's a very specific topic that I'm interested in and maybe I'm looking at it and at some point because of that. Um, because like I said, he kind of is always like that, but you know, when you started talking about like, you know, I, I feel like he, his words weren't defensive, but his facial expressions were, where well, it was just like, yeah. Well, Chris Biederman at the very end, and I'm so glad he got that question in was with the very last question of the press conference asked, you know, the league's trending towards athletic quarterbacks. Pure pocket passers are becoming a bit more uh, rare. And, and how does this impact your decision at third overall? And Kyle, basically, I mean, he broke it down. He went both directions. He said, look, you got guys like Mahomes, Jackson, uh, Allen, and, you know, uh, Deshaun Watson that are incredible. And they're just incredible football players. And he's like, they would have been good 30 years ago, and they would be good 30 years in the future. You've also got guys like Breeze, and he also mentioned um, – what's the uh, Colts quarterback? Yeah, Phil Rivers. Yeah. Mentioned Rivers, and, and, you know, so people were like, oh, he just mentioned athletic guys. And then people were like, oh, he just mentioned pocket guys. And he mentioned Well, he mentioned the pocket guys first. Said, so this is my kind of thing on that. Like, I, I couldn't tell if – because he mentioned Drew Breeze first. Like, that was the first person that kind of came to his mind in that type of quarterback. And then I don't know if he, like – because he started talking, talking, talking. And then almost like, but then, you know, there's Mahomes and these guys who were almost like he was trying to cover his ass a little bit because he was heading towards athletic guys first. But maybe I was I was wrong. I know he mentioned Breeze. So uh, he mentioned Breeze first and then kind of got into like Lamar Jackson and stuff. Right. I did feel like a lot of the time he was kind of I don't want to say covering his ass, but it sounded like a lot of what he was saying was. It's hard to say. I guess it's hard. I don't want to take too much away, but it did sound like he was very defensive. And whereas, like, the possibility of Mac Jones and basically trust us with this. That was kind of. I took a video when when they were asked in the beginning about the fan reaction to the pick, and John have talked about it and Kyle talked about it. I actually have a video, I I haven't tweeted or anything, of the chat in the YouTube. Just not Mac Jones, not Mac Jones. No, 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 no. Mac Jones feels, 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 feels. Like it was just like, dude, it was nuts. Like I'll, I'll post the. I don't want to post the whole thing because it's like four minutes long. But dude, I mean, obviously Kyle's right in the fact that fans should never inform their decisions. It's their job to make them and and to put the real work in. But at the same time, it can't not matter as far as an organization goes. So that's an interesting dynamic to the whole thing. But like you were saying, it did feel a little defensive. It. You know, it, I think you could probably look at that press conference and take what you want from it. But at the same time, I did kind of get a vibe that <laughs> that they might know how the, the way they're leaning, how they might know how that's going to be received, and they need to start backing people off from the ledge now, you know, kind of, kind of a thing. But that could be reading way too into it. And then you got guys, and I think it's worth mentioning, um, I think they're live right now, middle, uh, Haberman and Middlecoff. Somebody had just posted a clip on Twitter of John saying, 
look, I have a guy that's just been right about everything for the past year. He's been right about everything he told me, and he said Justin Fields is a pick. And I'm like, dude, what are we, what are we even Who? doing anymore? John Minokov uh, said that oh. he has a, he has a guy that's that he's talked to over the course of years that has basically been right about everything, and he said that Justin Fields is is the pick. So <laughs> we've we've heard everything, man. At this point, it really is just like I'm gonna sit on my thumbs until Thursday, I guess. So what we need to do is right now go to um, Bet Online or whatever or uh-huh. my bookie. And go right put some money on on Fields because he's at it was at a thousand it was at minus he was at minus a thousand bro right. and then it was like twenty minutes later it was like minus seven hundred but it's still put money on it real quick but you say what well I mean for it to for it to keep changing like that yeah I, mean, people I throw a quick hundred like, take my money yeah here I'll throw a quick hundred just in case right. yeah I saw some people putting like two hundred. What would I think? And and maybe I guess you can't say that they're going both ways because say if Justin Fields is the pick and he was kind of being you know defensive in the way that he was, I think that would kind of come off as like, look, like we got this. You guys don't have to be up in arms this whole time. We're going to do what's best for the program. We're going to get uh, for the organization. We're going to get the best player. We're going with Justin Fields. Just trust that we know what we're doing. And you guys shut the up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like that was kind of how you took it. So if 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 Middle Coast guy says he's here in Justin Fields, remember I have somebody inside, and they told me Justin Fields. Now they said that they felt like it was Justin Fields, or they have heard that, but they have not. Their, their source did not hear that from Kyle Shanahan's mouth. So it sounds like a lot of he say, she say that we've been hearing throughout the media and everything like that, right? Nothing is specifically coming from Kyle and John. Everything is coming from somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody and then is getting reported to everybody. So I don't know how much stock to put into what I heard. Um, How much stock can we put into any of it anymore? Because we heard all of it. I I, I do think that a lot of the what we're hearing, too, um, you know, and again, it's hard, and I know everybody in the comments probably feels the same way as I do. We all want, like, our guy, right? We want a certain thing. So you can look at a message and take away from that, like, well, look how he put and in the middle of this. I think he doesn't know anything, and he's just guessing, right? It's like we're really trying to push the envelope on nobody knows, and maybe they do, right? Like, that's the, you know, that's the other part to it. Maybe they do. Maybe they're right. And I just don't want to believe it, like, you know. In my, you know, I don't want to be – maybe I'm in denial. But I guess, you know, when you listen to Kyle and it kind of comes off as if truly nobody knows and you hear Ian Rappaport in the way that he kind of words things. And then you have the other guy, uh, Fowler. Did you see his report? Fowler – I thought I read it. Him saying basically that, that – yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. If you remember it more clearly than I do, then say Well, it. yeah, well – Fowler, basically, so you had Ian Rappaport come out and, again, chose his words very wisely, which ultimately sounded like he don't know shit, all right, (laughs) (laughs) and he's just guessing. But you have Fowler, and he sounded a little more, like, in fact. And and basically the way he was saying it was, and I I actually listened to the audio, it was just, listen, they've come to a conclusion. It's, uh, It's between a couple guys, but nobody knows. They're not telling anybody inside the building who it is. But they've concluded all their pre-draft work and everything like that. They've packed everything up. 
and nobody will know until the day of the draft. Okay. Yeah, and then, didn't he say something towards the end saying that, it, that he was still leaning Mac Jones? No, nah, I, I didn't hear him say that. Okay, I thought there was one little quote towards the end where it mentioned the whole Trey Lance. And, and obviously that's what Adam Schefter said today. We haven't mentioned that. He said that, it, that it's come down to or he feels like it's come down to uh, Trey Lance versus Mac Jones. And, well, he didn't. He wasn't even that specific. He, he said that, that it, they, they traded up to third overall comfortable taking Mac Jones there, and they were going to use the next month to see if any of the other players could win them over. And he said that it, that decision's become very difficult. They've been impressed by both Justin Fields and Trey Lance. To this day, to Monday, they're still back and forth. And, and then Adam Schefter basically said it twice. He said it could be Mac Jones, but also maybe not. And so – Well, someone said that we check out what Adam Schefter said online. And so Troy – you're going to have to tell us because we're live right now. And that was from his podcast as of this morning. So, okay, yes. Yeah, so I didn't listen to his podcast yet. I did hear that he t- kind of spoke on it, but I didn't, I didn't listen to it just yet. I planned on listening to it after the press. It, uh, yeah, it was just on this morning. I listened to the whole thing. He talked to He said Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson won two, essentially. And then he just said pick three is where it really starts to get interesting. 49ers traded up to third overall with Mac Jones in mind but knew that they had work to do when it came to the other guys. So essentially it sounds like Mac Jones was like that third guy that Kyle Shanahan initially talked about. And he even said, but there's a fourth and a fifth that can win us over. So I, I don't, we don't necessarily know who the one and two was, or, you know, I guess that kind of throws everything for a loop, but Mac Jones was the reason they traded up, but they knew they had work to do with the other guys. The other guys have kind of won them over in a way. They're going back and forth between them. So I'm just getting a notification out of the way. Going back and forth between them, and, and they just don't know yet. They're still unsure is what he said up until now. So so if they do, say they go with, we'll, we'll just say, we'll start with Trey Lance because it sounds like it's between Trey Lance and Mac Jones. So if, if they go with Trey Lance, why do you think they go in that direction? Probably because kind of a unique blend of projection because Trey, Trey Lance did quite a bit of stuff under center. He showed a lot of stuff in an offense that, that might resemble Shanahan's offense a bit more than some of the other stuff. You know, he spent some time under center. He's shown all the athleticism that you could want in a quarterback. He's also got, he's got the size. He's got the big arm. And, you know, they may not care about the fact that it was against a little bit less competition because Kyle Shannon's basically just saying, you know, I'm going to be able to put that guy in a position to do more than he was doing there. I, I mean, I don't care about, you know, everybody can be can think these NFL defenses are tough to go against, but I think they're easy, and I'm and I'm going to make sure that this guy can do that too. He could think that way about it, but um, and then there's the whole side that we don't know the Zoom meetings, the mental aspect of it, the fact that we've heard a lot of interesting things about Trey Lance seeking out criticisms and saying, how can I improve? You know, can you give me a playbook that I can study? It's all that stuff that we've heard about that, that could be unique in that realm. I don't really know. But if they go with Trey Lance, I just think it would kind of be a unique blend of, of athleticism. Maybe he might be a little easier to project for them. And then uh, that, that whole other side that we don't know about. Someone in the comments, I don't know if they're just trolling, but they said 49ers just traded Jimmy G to Chicago for the 20th pick. they got to be joking, right? Uh, yeah, I, I feel like I would have got some type of notification. Right. Well, yeah. Uh, yeah. Nah. I, I wouldn't look into that. Yeah, I wouldn't look into that. 
that would have been that would have been blowing up. Now, if they if they go the if they go the route of Mac Ten, aka Mac Jones, and they just disregard the more elite talented quarterbacks, why do you think they go that route? Like, what does that look like? And it sounded like this, like, look, we don't care about, and, you know, we talked about it last time. We were like, does it put more pressure on him? Right? Does it put more pressure to win right now? And ultimately, it sounded like he was like, look, regardless of who you take, we don't care, you know, the pressure, whatever. Like, there's going to be pressure on this guy regardless. Like, that just comes with being in the NFL. So, regardless of who it is, the pressure's going to be there. Um, you know, so it sounds like he doesn't care. Then, oh, this was the scary part, too. <laughs> he was like, um, if you were going to be excited for somebody at 12, be excited for them at 3. And I think that goes to a lot of the people that were like, why would you trade up for Mac Jones when you could have got him at 12? And there's a lot of people that's like, well, I would have been more comfortable with him at 12, which me too. And he's basically saying, well, Croc, if you would have been good with him at 12, why aren't you good with him at 3? That's how, that's what I heard. Well, I mean, we know the answer to that. We, It's not that simple. He knows the answer to that, but... Right. We wouldn't be good with him at three because when we're at 12, we're, we're assuming players like Justin Fields and Trey Lance are off the board. You can't have them. You, you know, now you've got decent value at Mac Jones. Got it. You know, uh, you also didn't, if you pick somebody at 12, you still have your two first round picks for the next two years. So, you know, there's a lot, the idea of picking Mac Jones at 12, and keeping your two first-round picks and your third-round pick, uh, like that sounds a whole lot more appealing than taking him at three and losing all of that. And now you're also adding on picking him over to two players that are pretty unanimously considered much more talented than Mac Jones. You know, like, right. There might be people that think Mac Jones is, is just as good, if not better. I, and there I are. Know, Chris Sims is one of them. Chris Sims right. is one of them. Kurt Warner? I know who's not one of them, J.K. Sullivan. Opinion. As long as they can and, back it up, then it is what it is. But if the 49ers pick Mac Jones, I know that was where the question started. If the 49ers pick Mac Jones is because Kyle Shanahan doesn't want – he doesn't want anything off script. If the play gets blown up because the guy misses his block, he doesn't care. He doesn't want anything off script. He wants a guy that knows his offense better than he feels any other quarterback in this class can learn it. And he wants the ball out in two and a half seconds, and that's it. Like, know, know, where the, know what the defense is showing you. Know where you should be throwing the ball. Drop back. Throw it. Don't give me anything else. I don't want it. I don't even want it. You know what I mean? Like, he's so confident in, confident in his – he's like, dude, if I wanted to run the ball, I got running backs. Don't go anywhere. Stand there and throw the ball to who you're supposed to run it, throw it to. And we think that the game is played like that anymore. Mm. Probably not, but that's why he would draft Mac Jones. Um, make sure you guys, if you're not already, subscribe to the YouTube channel, Croc Talk TV. Make sure you guys hit that subscribe button. Make sure you guys like this video. There's over 200 of y'all in here. Um, I appreciate the love. So, um, oh, man, I had another question. I forgot what it was while, while you were talking. But um, it's, it's, all, it's all really intriguing and trying to see, you know, which way – they go with this, you know, whole thing. Mac Jones, um, I think you and I have, have said, you know, a bunch of times that 
we we like him, just not that much or not over Justin Fields. I think that's my thing. Like, there's no way I would take him over Justin Fields and Trey Lance. You kind of just alluded to the fact that Kyle Shanahan might just, you know, this is just what I want, right? But like, I just watched a video of him talking, and I'll kind of, I kind of have like something to compare this to, but. Kyle Shanahan, there was this video clip, and if you guys follow uh, John Chapman on Twitter, he put this clip out, like, yesterday morning, I believe it was. And the clip was basically Kyle Shanahan saying, you know, like, there's different ways to win now. Like, you can win this way, this way. Like, you know, these guys that can do more, you know, if if you can grab a guy like that that's elite talented like that, like, you, 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 you get him. Like, you get that type of guy, and then you change your offense to fit that guy. Like, if you can get one of those elite, talented guys, you get him, and then you you make your offense fit that player. Kyle Shanahan said this out of his mouth, right? And what I took from it was this. You know, say, say you, and you know, I always use uh, women as, as the example. I don't know why, <laughs> but say you have a woman, right? And and a woman could be dating guys, and it, it could be the same type of guy. And she keeps getting in trouble with the same type of guy all the time, right? It's like, ah, uh, like it was good at first, and then, gosh, I get into this situation with him, and, and then she goes and dates a, another person. He's the same exact type of guy. Like you keep going to the same neighborhood to go date these same type of guys, and you keep getting the same results. So in your head, it's like, man, I just need to get away from this type of guy and go all the way over here, all the way go go this way. And then you see a guy who shows you interest, and he's the opposite of what you typically like, but you just can't get into that guy. You know what I'm saying? I'm talking from a woman's perspective, not my perspective, guys. But, um, you know, she can't. She just can't get into that guy. She can't. It's just like, it's just not doing it for me. I know I said I need this. I know this is better for me, but I can't get out of my own way. I got to go back to what I know, right? And, you know, we've seen one person be able to do that. Sierra, right? Sierra dated Lil Bow Wow, 57. <laughs> Future, she was with Future, had a kid with Future. And then she went totally the opposite way and got with Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson is the complete opposite. But look at her now. She's living happily ever after. I just think that it's it's much harder, though, to jump in and do something totally different than what you really typically like. So Kyle Shanahan can say it all he wants. He can say that he's seen the light and that, damn, you know, these guys that can do all these different things and they have all these elite talent, like, man, like, yes, it's great having that guy. And I, I see the, the stress that it puts on our defense. I see the stress that it puts on, you know, like trying to defend it and prepare for it. And I, I love the thought of that and what I could do with a guy like that. And he loves the thought of it until it's time to make that decision for himself. And now he has options and it's like, I'm staring at these two guys. <laughs> I'm staring at them. I see them. They're every, they're they're all the stuff I think I want in my head. But I see this other guy, McCorkle Jones. I see him, and he just can't get over not wanting that type of quarterback. And I think he's just kind of in his own way. Well, you know, and and one thing that I guess, and I, you know, pro player comparisons are never really all that accurate, and they never really come out like that. But I mean. Kyle Shanahan created one of the greatest offenses of all time with with Matt Ryan and the Falcons, you know, and maybe he feels like and, – and maybe that stuck with him. He still lost the Super Bowl, but maybe that stuck with him and he wants to try and get as close to that as he can. 
And I don't know what about Mac Jones, if that is the pick, separates him from somebody like Jimmy Garoppolo. Maybe the ability to maneuver the pocket, because we know Mac Jones is really good at that, and he can feel it pretty well. Um, and, and he's a bit more – he seems a bit more aggressive to go downfield. But if I had three top 15 you know, <laughs> receivers, I, I'd be like, hell yeah, man, let's go. But so <laughs> maybe that's what steers him towards that. Like, dude, like we were dominating with Matt Ryan. And maybe he thinks McCorkle Jones is Matt Ryan. But, but the thing I was just talking about with one of the coaches earlier is, like, even if Matt Jones ends up being just as good as Jimmy Garoppolo – which gets the 49ers to, to even with what they have now, that would be considered like a draft pick working out, which to me just doesn't move the needle at all. You doesn't. How far it's do like you get? It's like you're better off staying with Garoppolo at that point, which he did say, I like Garoppolo. His issue is he hasn't been able to stay healthy. He's missed two out of three years. Like that's why Jimmy's going to be on his way out, and Jimmy knows that. And Jimmy has to stay healthy. So maybe he just wants – Someone that's like Jimmy, but has the ability to stay healthier or be healthier. Well, and, and you know, yes, I mean, you're hoping Mac Jones with all his body strength, and well, I, you, you hope he's going to be able. To, if if he's the pick, I don't know what about his career would tell you that he's going to stay healthy because he's certainly not running away from any hits. You know, he's also not taking him towards any hits. But you know, yeah, I, I'll say this. So so you see that, and I saw somebody else kind of bring mm-hmm. this up. Um, yes. About how Mac Jones here go right here too, um, you know he has the the DUI and, and and you know all those things. I will say that the DUIs happened when he was young, and I know like me, I did a whole lot of stupid stuff when I was younger, a lot of stuff that I'm not proud of. Um, I've had different run-ins like with the law, and I'm saying like I'm not that same person to, today than I, that I was when I was 18, 19, 20, 21 years old. So I would say like you know okay. You know, Mac Jones had the incident, you know, with the DUI and everything. I do think that his criticism is much lesser than probably what it would be if it were Justin Fields or Trey Lance that had that issue. But me, as someone that knows I'm not perfect, I don't hold it against anyone that has a mistake at a young age. So I would like to, to say to say that part. Um, when it comes to, you know, Justin Fields, that's the part I don't I don't get how he's not at all. Someone said, you aren't in the NFL. Hey, listen, (laughs) I'll tell you this, and maybe this is why I just wasn't in the NFL that long, right? When I was in the NFL, as a matter of fact, not even when I was in the NFL, when I had a workout with the New York Jets, the Jets were flying me out, all right? The Jets were flying me out to a private workout. I had court that morning. (laughs) Uh Remember, I had to lie. I had to lie to the New York Jets and say that I um, you know, somebody had I had to go to a funeral or whatever. I had to lie just to kind of like for them to push my flight back. I had to go to court, get permission to be able to leave to Jersey, and then I hopped on the flight and the Jets ended up signing me the next day. But I say I had to say like nobody's perfect. Like nobody's perfect. Like well, you know, and I and again, I'm my situation, whatever. I don't want to judge Mac Jones based on that. I would like to get to know the Mac Jones, the player, the person, the prospect, and what he is today, four years after his run-in with the law. So that that's just me looking at it from a non-objective, uh, you know, perspective. Now, me being a 49er fan, would I rather them take that into consideration and pick somebody else? Hell yeah! <laughs> but just me looking at it from, you know, just a, in general, I think we all have done things in the past that we're, we're not proud of. So, 
that's kind of my take on that. But I, I know you got to get out of here. I wanted to get in here real quick, kind of get our initial thoughts. Do you have any closing thoughts? I mean, not really. I, I don't think that Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch's press conference really changed things that much. I mean, obviously they're not going to tell us who their pick. They see, they did seem, I did sense a little, like, uh, I mean, think about how their demeanor was when they first traded for third overall. You know, they were they were excited, and they were you could tell it in their faces. Like, they were stoked to be in that position now to get that quarterback. And they didn't seem that excited in the <laughs> press conference. Like, they seemed like they were a little on edge. And I understand it's probably a really stressful time for them right now. They got a lot of work to do. They've probably been pulling a lot of really, really, really late nights. They're probably all going off like two or three hours of sleep right now. You know, like that's just what this time of year is like for those guys. But right. They just, I mean, the, that same excitement wasn't there. They did seem a little defensive. I mean, that could be because they're just tired of hearing about it, or it could be because, you know, worst-case scenario for a lot of you guys listening, they know they're picking Mac Jones. They know it's not received well by – a lot of draft Twitter and fans and, you know, people that know a lot more than me about the game. So, you know, they could be in a place where they're like, you know, we think this is the right move, but we know people are going to hate it, but they're not really going to be able to judge us about it for another two or three years because we'll see. But it, it just – it had a weird vibe to it. And, and Kyle Shanahan's last answer – Kyle Shanahan's – we didn't talk about that much, but – that last answer from Kyle Shanahan about the, the trend of athletic quarterbacks versus pocket ones, he basically just said there are a lot of different ways that you can you can win in this in this enterprise. There are a lot of different ways, and you have and, to identify that within each player. Right, and you have to decide how you want to win, how what direction you want your team to go, what do you want your offense to be like, and, and then you take the player that you think you're going to be able to best maximize their skill set. And if Kyle Shanahan is content on just having a guy – that's going to stand there and deliver the ball. Matt Jones does that pretty well. Uh, I mean, but so do the other guys, but they give you more. So I, I don't know. I, it's tough for me to say. It really is still just a we'll see on Thursday thing. I have a feeling that before Thursday comes around, just given how often we've been hit with these little crumbs of updates, and that's how the NFL works and makes money. But I have a feeling we'll probably know more before, before Thursday, but that's what it's going to come down to is whoever Roger Dale says. All right, we'll get out of here. I'll, I'll end with this. I see James Clinton in the in the comments, and he said Hasselback has Mac Jones as the second best quarterback. And I think there's a wide variety of opinions on quarterbacks. I was watching J.T. O'Sullivan give his rankings today, and he had Justin Fields at number one. Well, yeah, and then he had Mac Jones as sixth, I think. Right. So you know, it's all project, uh, it's all you know, objective, and everybody kind of has their own like opinions. But Rob, I appreciate you joining me. We're going to get a. a uh, 49ers uh, striking gold overlay so we can be more official <laughs> with our podcast when we come on here. Well, and I'll let you be the host. Uh, it, you know, I'm not, I'm not really used to doing this. Let everyone know where they need to be on Thursday. Hey, Thursday. Um, what, about 5 o'clock Pacific, maybe a few minutes before 5 o'clock yeah. Pacific. Um, yeah. We're going live. We're actually going to be on here. Um, so I'll send out the link to that. We will also be um, live on the Locker Room app. So you can be in there. So you can watch it on YouTube. You can um, be tuned in to the Locker Room app. So if anything you guys want to say, we want to bring y'all on. I think there's also a way we can bring them on on here as well. I can just send them the link to the uh, to the StreamYard. So we're trying to be as active and, and uh, you know, be able to interact with you guys as much as possible. We're going to keep that going. Again, Thursday before the draft, we are going live.
During I'll the try draft, to get Peacock. We'll see pick. if Peacock has some time. Yeah, during right. the draft and during the pick, too. During the draft. So, I mean, before the draft starts, we're going to be talking about it. Everybody's going to be in there excited. Um, after the draft, you guys will get our initial reaction for the next couple picks. Then by pick five, we'll be out of here. So, appreciate you guys coming in today. We'll see y'all Thursday. Let's get it. All right. Peace out. Appreciate you, Rob. All right, y'all. Over 200 people. I like it. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.